0: Street Talk by Franklin Street provides real-time expertise navigating the trending topics of today's commercial real estate markets. Episodes feature industry insiders in dynamic conversations hosted by Franklin Street's CEO and managing partner, Andrew Wright. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of Street Talk. Uh, today I have with me Nick Sanfilippo, who runs our project management group. Nick has over 20 years of experience in the project management construction business building over 2.5 million square feet, uh, in excess of a billion dollars in value. Nick, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Well, let's jump right into it. Uh, We're here June 29th today, so we're three and a half full months into this pandemic. How has the economic shutdown uh, impacted the development and construction industry so far? So the the way we look at this is we kind of see... Where we were going into the
1: shutdown, you know, where we are today and what is the future hold? So going into this prior to the shutdown. I mean, we had robust pipelines. Construction was an all time high. Construction costs were all time high. We were all giving each other high fives. I mean, it was a good, good time. Um, when the shutdown occurred, pretty much any project that was ready to go, that was permitted, still went. Um, any project that was in that design phase, that permitting phase, hadn't really started construction or was getting ready to, they stopped it. We, we, we start, Our developers, our, our clients stopped these projects. It was, it was taking that uh, wait-and-see approach. So here we are three months after that, for the most part, with the exception of retail, um, those projects that were on the latency, they they, they came to fruition. We, we kicked them off. We saw the construction costs weren't really pulling off their highs. Um, labor still had good uh, pipelines. So we decided to execute on those projects, again, with the exception of retail. So retail has that fear that there may be a second wave. There may be a shutdown. We really don't want to commit those high capital costs and the construction costs just to sit on a completed project and not be able to recoup that investment. So the retail aspect of it, we are still in that wait and see. And and what the future holds and where we go from here. So we tracked the AIA Billing Index. It's essentially what's architectural billings, what they're billing out right now. It's the the drawing phase. Uh, Last last month, they reported a 43% decrease in their billings, which is certainly concerning. Um, There's a couple ways to interpret that. One. It's a true reflection of those wait and see projects. So, you know, seeing a 43% decrease in that, it's makes sense. These are the projects that are on hold. They're not going to kick off. Um, kind of the more pessimistic approach is that we are in for a very tough fourth quarter, uh, very tough first quarter next year. Uh, the realistic approach on it is probably a mix of those two. It's it's going to be a mix of the wait and see and in a in a, in a tough fourth uh, fourth quarter and first quarter.
0: Well, you know, when you say tough, I mean tough is kind of in the eyes of the beholder, right? So uh, I would argue that it's been a tough market for the last five years for sure, with construction costs going up at such a rapid clip, uh, and and really that's been one of the main headwinds that we've been talking about for quite some time. With that fall off in Billings and and likely fall off in, in construction projects. Are you starting to see construction costs uh, go down? Are we starting to finally see some relief? So, simply
1: put, today, no, we ha- we have not seen a decrease in construction costs. Um, do we foresee it going that way? I, I do. I see it foreseeing possibly the uh, the decrease, but but today there has not been a decrease. So there's two drivers of of the construction costs, it's it's material and labor. And our team consistently tracks 25 categories across the industry as far as material costs. Of all 25 of those, we have not seen one decrease in costs. Everything has stayed the same. There actually has been some increase in costs of anything that's being imported. And that's mainly because there's longer lead times with it. So this is any floor material, furniture for office, um, and, and some seal as well. So. We we certainly have not seen the decrease in costs. As far as the labor part of that, the commercial industry saw 570,000 jobs lost in April, which makes sense because those are those wait-and-see projects. They just didn't have the pipeline, massive layoffs. But in May, they hired back 85% of those jobs. They had almost 470,000 hired back. So these are the ones that we're seeing that, all right, let's take this wait-and-see approach. All right, so, Retail is the exception, but let's go ahead and kick these off. These deals still make sense. These projects are kicking back, so that's certainly a, a very good sign that these that these projects are starting to fill up. But you know, make no mistake, these are definitely trying times. Um, the graphs are showing positive direction, but there's that possibility it's still lingering out there. that There is going to be an ins- a resurgence of infections. Um, so, I mean, if that results in another economic closure. Uh, I, I think we're going to see those job losses again, which could decrease the, uh, the labor force, which, of course, um, is going to be a, a driver in the cost. But today, I see the costs staying the same. And I, I'll predict that they're going to come off their highs probably by the end of the year,
0: maybe first quarter next year. Yeah, I think a big marker there is the construction financing. Banks start to pull back on that construction financing, which has happened. I've talked about that in prior episodes. I think, you know, obviously that directly goes to our ability to to move forward with, with projects. So it'll be interesting to watch that. I Microsoft all says costs are going down. Uh, you know, trains on the track, so orders are already in process and buildings that are already you know, being built. You can't leave it half completed. But, you know, as we start to see that thinning of new projects kick off, you're going to have to see an adjustment on the market rent side. You'll have to see an adjustment then on the financing side and that ultimately results in a forced adjustment on the on the construction cost side. So we'll keep a close eye on that and watch it. Uh, so you mentioned kind of the, the potential resurgence of, of COVID. Uh, there's been a lot in the news about construction sites and the spread of disease on construction sites. Potentially that's a hard place sometimes to, to maintain social distances. Uh, have you started to see any changes to the job sites? We yeah, have, we certainly have. Uh, there's a solid effort to follow the
1: CDC guidelines for social distancing, face masks, and those personal protection items, the equipment items. It's not well received. The you know, workers out there, it's extremely difficult to work with a face mask on. They're saying it's uncomfortable, it's hot, and then you just got to get their buy-in on it. So it's extremely difficult to, to do that. But also we're seeing that across the country, we're seeing local jurisdictions with different requirements on it. Some don't have laws that require and there's other jurisdictions that if they drive by and see someone without a mask on they'll shut our job site down so. To actually keep up with all those laws and regulations is hard enough, but then to actually implement those is, is, is a whole nother story so. There absolutely is an effort to do it, whether it's being enforced or regulated on there consistently across the basis it's an extremely challenging effort. It's easy to do it on a, say if we had an interior build out of an office space. Absolutely, we can implement it. That's that's where it's acceptable. That's where it's known. But if you're out on a 10-acre site, open aired site, you're not going to see guys wearing masks. And that, that's where the challenging part about it is because, like I said, some of those jurisdictions do shut the job sites down if they don't have it. So it's educating these workers that have not had these previous previous regulations in place. So it's it's really up to hiring a um you know, a good contractor and a good project manager that can manage those types of things and actually knows where to look on local jurisdictions guidelines
0: as well. A follow-up question that a little, little bit different direction. We've been on the leasing calls. Something that's come up a few times is the redesign of spaces, you know, things like more keyless entries and, I don't know, social distanced, you know, type designs. You know, have you started to see any type of redesigns of the spaces or has that conversation started to play in yet? Absolutely. So with retailers,
1: I think it was kind of a forced shift. Some of these retailers that never had like curbside pickup or anything that had an online presence, they were kind of forced into that arena. So when they're doing their their, their store designs, now they're adding adding the element of, we absolutely need curbside pickup, which is going to be a great addition to their in-store sales. Restaurants were starting to see these ghost kitchens that were had, so now the way that these restaurants are being designed, they're being designed to say, hey, what if another shutdown came and we had to operate our restaurant as a, as a ghost kitchen? Maybe we should reposition our kitchen within our space to where if we needed a quick on-site pickup or just operate it as a as a as a ghost kitchen, that could double down as that as well, which is good. Office layouts are the are the kind of the low-hanging fruit on that one, just repositioning how tube placement is, traffic flow throughout. You know, more open spaces and also I think we're going to start to see a, um, a reduction in office uh, density as well too so you know all, all things that we're seeing as far as space
0: planning and in, in, uh, some of those uh, industries certainly sounds like it's come up though uh, and I think that will be interesting to see how it plays out uh- so you know, a little bit of that, what's your, what's your crystal ball say about the construction industry as a whole and and you know where are we headed here? You talked a little bit about in your first answer, but.
1: I think the biggest shift we're going to see is a rise in development in our suburbs. With, I think it's development in the suburbs is going to outpace major cities. Um, I think we all witness our unavoidable lessons that major metropolitan areas face greater challenges living in crowded spaces and public transit you know possibly uh insufficient infrastructure so i i I see it being i see a lot more development being uh in less dense uh, places especially now that telecommuting is kind of becoming the norm they're not going to see the need to actually live closer to cities so we've had a lot of developers look outside of these major metropolitan areas trying to do some uh, due diligence out there so we see that already happening that's the uh, that, that's the, the biggest trend i see i see happening as far as the crystal ball in the industry and then like we we're talking about is really how these retailers and restaurants and office users are going to operate in the future with their uh, with the way that they're actually laying out their spaces
0: I, I couldn't agree more it's it's been it's all a decade maybe more of this kind of shift from suburban to urban and you know you see a lot of these businesses you know, a lot of development is all around amenities and social gathering, and and drawing up the you know the density of it, and at a higher cost, right? The whole premise of you're going to pay a lot more to be in the urban core uh, because you have access to all those amenities, and and this really kind of strikes at the core of it. So it will be interesting to watch. We've already been in in the south, in you know, the sunbelt, southeast, a destination uh, from the northeast. These urban centers, New York, Chicago, Boston, etc., coming down here. This only is going to accelerate that. Uh, and I don't think they're fleeing the city to come move downtown, uh, you know, here. They're, they're going to be looking for space and and spread, spread open a little bit. Well, uh, it will be interesting to watch. Well, Nick, I appreciate your time today. Certainly something that we will keep an eye on is the construction industry, specifically those construction costs. Uh, like all things, it's very important to, uh, you know, be on the cutting edge, be on the front end of these projects and, and anything we can do to help uh, out there. Let us know. Uh, So it was great. Uh, Another episode of Street Talk, and and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Street Talk by Franklin Street. Have a question about something you heard on the street? Visit podcast.franklinst.com to send us your questions and listen to more insights.